Bible says, Genesis 6, verse 14, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. 18 inches long is a cubit. That's 450 foot. The breadth of it, 50 cubits. You can figure that out. And the height of it, 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make in the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. 18 by 18. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof. Notice there's no dimensions for the door. Whoa! I'm going to just go ahead and shout right there. Amen. With lower, second, and third story shalt thou make it. Behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing, of all flesh, to of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark, and to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. I'd like to preach there for 45 minutes. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 20. Of fowls after their kind, I'd like to say there too. Of cattle after their kind, I'd like to say there too. Of every creeping thing, of every earth, amen, help me Jesus. Of earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten. Thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be for food for thee and for them. And thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he. You may be seated. Father, I want to come to your throne of grace again tonight. Uh, Lord, on behalf of myself to stay, Lord, uh, behind this pulpit tonight, I need your power and unction. Oh, God, I'm thankful that you allowed me to preach on Monday and Sunday, Lord. And now, uh, God, let me preach on Tuesday. Uh, God, see souls saved. They went over there late Tuesday night. Uh, and got this thing taken care of, Lord. And I appreciate it. Uh, I ask you, dear God, that you might strengthen us tonight. Uh, I'm thankful, God, we saw ten more saved. Uh, and I got to pray with every one of them, God, when they got born again. Uh, woo! What a privilege it is. Uh, I got to see folk get born again in the family of God. Oh, God, but tonight, it's another service, it's another time. Um, God, we're another people, and God, we stand in need of a touch and a breath. Uh, and Lord, I don't know if you have this lesson tonight to be a lesson, uh, to be a message, or whatever have it. I want God, for most of all, for you to be glorified, that you might have the preeminence in this service. Oh, God, that we might get a glimpse of all that you've done for us through Christ. And Lord, we love you today. We praise you. And I just want to say thank you, God, for all you are do. In Jesus' name, I thank and pray. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I noticed tonight in Genesis in chapter number 6, a particular story that every one of us have, have heard and read and probably studied since we were little children. For some of you tonight that you've been raised in Bible school and raised around Sunday school at a very young age, you could probably sit here and tell me that, yes, preacher, two by two of every kind of, of animal went into the ark. If I was to ask you how many people, you'd no doubt tell me there's eight. Noah and his wife and his three sons and their three wives. If we was to sit here, you'd probably tell me, yes, preacher, he preached for 120 years, bare minimum, and be preached and built and preached and built. 
Now, you could probably tell me, each one of those instances, you could probably go on and tell me that there were seven of the clean kind of animals. And we know that to be true because the Bible tells us there were seven other clean. Had to be something to sacrifice. Amen. Unto our holy God. And so we know you could probably tell me how about every one of them and probably tell me about how many days they stayed in the ark. I probably could recite the verses. Probably could quote some of the verses, some of the young kids. They can quote some of the verses that I've read to you tonight. But I want to take just a little bit of opportunity tonight and talk just a little bit about Jesus that I see in Genesis 6. All through the Bible, I've said it before, I just want to uplift Jesus tonight. All through the Bible, we see Jesus. Everything in the book points to uh, to Jesus. Amen. There's three arcs in the Word of God. You'll find the first ark, amen, listed right here in Genesis 6. In Exodus 1, Exodus 2, uh, there'll be another ark. That's Moses' ark. And that, that ark was also uh, pitched with slime and pitch. Amen. Hallelujah. And then there was the ark of the covenant. And all three arcs in the Bible are a type or a figure or a picture or a pointer to to the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to deal with those tonight. I want to deal with Noah's ark and how it's like Christ. Oh, I say today, it is a supplied way. Hallelujah. God made a way of escape. Hey, God didn't say build a fleet of ships. He said build one ship. I'm glad Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Woo! I'd like to go on Oprah Winfrey and tell her she's dead wrong. There's but one way. Hallelujah. God told us all the way back through here. Amen. The one ark, all the arks in the Bible are arks of deliverance. One delivered Moses. One delivered Noah's family. And one delivered a nation if they followed the prescription that God gave them. And so we see a picture of God's deliverance for God's children. Oh, can I tell you today, that God has all the way back in Genesis 6 tried to show us what Jesus would do for us. I'm glad He gave us a way. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter number 11, we read about Noah's being moved with fear. Amen. And preparing an ark to the saving of his household. I'm glad this ark was used to save a family. Oh, can I say Jesus is the only thing that can save your family. Jesus is the only thing that can save your lost family. Oh, hallelujah. Can you imagine, thank God, they're looking for some kind of fancy thing or fancy way. No doubt they had false gods and false religions all the way back there. We see the evidence of it, at least being in their mind by the time we get over to Genesis 11. But no doubt, Brother Terry, it was like that in Noah's day. God said in this Bible, as the days of Noah were, so shall also be when the day when the Son of Man comes. And so there's false gods now. I believe there's false gods in. Uh, this nation, this people, uh, these people upon the earth, uh, they were steeped in idolatry. Uh, idolatry of pornography. The Bible says that every imagination of the heart was only evil continually. That's the idea of 
pornographic, of sexual perversion. And if that was so in Noah's day, hey, I'm telling you, it's that way in this day, friend. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. I just believe it could be at any moment. Woo! Amen. It could be before this service is over, Brother Jeremy. It could be before tonight. It could be before we get back on Wednesday. Hey, man, thank God. God had a plan. God had a plan. And Noah moved on that plan. The Bible said God had a plan. Hey, man, and Noah acted on what he'd heard. He didn't have nothing to go by. All Noah had to go by was what God said. God said, I'm going to show him. God said, build an ark. And all Noah had to go on was the Word of God. He saw no evidence of rain. It had not rained before this time. He saw no evidence. There was no big, great body of water where Noah was building this thing. They'd never seen a great flood. All Noah had to go on was the Word of God. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, the only thing we got to go on and the only thing we need to go on is the blessed Word of God. The USA today, it'll get confused with the times. Times will be confused with the daily courier. You hear people say different things. It'll get you all mine, all messed up. But I'm going to tell you, there's something that will always be the same. That's that blessed Word of God. Woo! It's forever settled. Amen! Noah had only thing to go on, Brother Jeremy, was the Word of God. I like what it says right here. Y'all note this in the Bible. And the Lord said, now He's talking to them. And he said this, The Lord repented that he made man on the earth. Verse 6, verse 7. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But look at verse 8. H in the Bible, number for new beginning. Look what verse 8 says. But Noah. And, and all the wickedness that God saw, but Noah found grace. Only thing that made a difference in Noah's life, hey man, was he acted on the Word of God, hey man, and that he found grace. I am telling you, the only hope we got in this world is the Word of God and the grace of God. Oh, I'm glad you said, preacher, can we walk with God in a dark day? The Bible said Noah walked with God. The Bible said Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Hey, don't give me no excuses. Hey, my flesh is weak. My flesh is wicked. But God said, Noah did it. And if Noah did it, Terry, we can do it. I say hallelujah. Help me, God. Help me, God. I'm glad, thank God, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah acted on what he'd heard. Ephesians chapter 1. Y'all look with me. I'm preaching about how that ark's the type of Christ. Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 13 to 14. In whom you also trusted. After that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. Now look at verse 13. The Bible said, In whom, talking about Christ, ye trusted 
after that she heard the word of truth. You know what Noah had to go on? He had nothing to go on but the word of God. He had nothing. You know what made a difference in Noah's life? It was finding grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know what helped Noah walk with God? Grace. You know what helped Noah walk with God? Listening to the words of God. Hey, young men, young ladies, can I tell you something? Mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, I'm going to tell you what will help us walk with God. Hey, man, it's the grace of God and hearing the word of God. Hey, man, thank God I heard it one day. I'm glad I trusted in what I heard. Noah trusted in what he heard. Hey, man, God had a plan. Amen. And he moved on it. He reacted to it. He believed the record that God gave. In First John chapter number 5 and verse 9 through 13. Y'all turn that right quick with me. Amen. First John chapter number 5. Amen. We just don't have a Bible list. I'm just going to get y'all turned. First John chapter number 5. Amen. Hallelujah. First John chapter number 5 in the blessed word of God, verse number 9. Note this right here. If we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He believed the record of God. What is the record of God? Again, let's look at verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God. What is the witness of God? Which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath a witness in himself. He that believeth not hath made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. Amen. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God have not liked these things ever written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God. He said in the Bible, he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. I'm glad, thank God, God had a plan. Amen. And Noah heard it. Amen. And reacted to it. Amen. I'm glad when I heard about the plan of redemption, the plan of deliverance. I'm glad that day I heard the gospel preach. I'm glad Thank God I came to an altar and repented of my sins. Hey, man, I believe the record of God. I followed the plans of God. The Bible said that Noah began to build the ark. He didn't have no blueprints. This was not something that he designed. This was a design of God. I realize, I realize this. I realize Noah built the ark. But God gave him the instructions. God gave him the blueprints. We don't see that Noah was a big shipbuilder. Uh, but I'll tell you what he was. He might not have been a shipbuilder, but I'll tell you what he was, Brother Terry. He was a, amen, a God builder. And God said, do something. He said, I'm going to do it. He said, God said, build it. And he said, I'm going to do it. The Bible said he did everything that God commanded him to do. Now, friend, here's what I'm saying. How is that a type of Christ? Well, let me put it to you like this. The Bible said he gave him certain specific instructions. He told him it's 450 foot long, 75 foot wide, and you can look at all the rest of it. Uh, there's a lot of dimensions that's plainly given. Now, no, this brother Terry, he said that the window was going to be one. I've heard a lot of people trying to explain away and say, well, this couldn't just been one window. Surely it must have been a lot of windows that they just thought was one window. No, I believe it was one window. I mean, I, y'all remember not long from here, you'll remember when 
then God brings them out of Egypt. What did God do? He gave them a cloud to follow by night, a fire and a cloud to follow by day. Hallelujah. It was one place to look to. They always had to look up. Amen. I believe that through this thing, God gave us a window. He gave us an 18, 18, that's one cubit, 18 inches. A cubit was from the middle finger of your tip to the elbow. On the average man, that's 18 inches. And so 18 inches, that's 18 inches by, or 18 inches by 18 inches, Brother Jeremy. That's the only light I can see the whole time I'm riding out this storm. That's the only way. There's a covering over there, uh, but that's all I can see when I can uh, flop that thing back. All I can look is up. I can't look out on the dead floating bodies. I can't look out on the destruction that God's bringing. Only place I can look is the one who's going to deliver it. Are y'all with me? Hey, I'm telling you, friend, we can't get our eyes on the left and on the right. We've got to keep our eyes on the prize. Hey, man, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. There ain't but one door in it, Brother Jerry. Surely, surely, surely a ship that size should have had for safety purposes, if no reason at all. If just for safety, they should have had multiple exits. They should have had lifeboats. No, they didn't need no lifeboats. They didn't need no safety issues. Safety wasn't going to be an issue. They, they didn't need no sail. This thing wasn't for sailing. This thing was for floating. It was supposed to just ride the waves out. I, I like to have myself a fit. Amen. They say they tried to figure it out scientifically. They tried, I've seen shows on it and movies on it. They tried to signify what the floods, what the tidal waves could have been like. There's no way they can capsize it. But can I say, and all that's good and I like it, but God could have had Noah make this ark out of cardboard my big as a matchbox if God said it's going to float. Buddy, she's going to float. Amen. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad when God's on it, it ain't going to sink. Amen. We know that in the New Testament, Brother Terry. The disciples is all worried about it in Mark 4. They realize the ship can't go down with Jesus on board. Amen. It ain't going to go down. God's going to be on there. The sovereign platter. But this is what I like. I like this. Brother Jeremy, there's no dimensions for the door. There's dimensions for the window. I never thought about this today. You say, preacher, you're making too much out of it. Well, leave me alone. I'm just, I like making a lot out of it. Hey, man. Woo! I, I see the length, the breadth, the width. I see it, brother. I see three stories high. I'd like to stay there for a little bit. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Use all three to deliver. Right. A picture of body, soul, and spirit. Amen. I like all that. Good types, good figures. I don't know why, but there's three, there's three levels, brother. There's three levels. But what I like about that door, Brother Jeremy, the door has no dimensions. You know what that tells me, Brother Tony? You know, no matter how big of a sinner you are, you can get on board. <laughs> Woo! I'm just going to help myself. Y'all sit around and think about it, and I'm going to shout about it. Hey, man. Woo! It don't matter how rotten. It don't matter how big. It don't matter how broad. It don't matter how tall. It don't matter how short. I'm glad sinners can get on board. Woo! All they'd had to do was believe what they'd heard. Hey, he to the preaching of the man of God. There was plenty of room, but they didn't do it. They laughed at him. They mocked at him. Oh, hear me today. There's no dimensions for the door. 
I want to hasten on. Listen, there's it's the soul way. S O L E. There ain't a lot of different ways. It's a supplied way, but it's so singular. I said earlier, God didn't say make a fleet of ships. He only made one door, one window. Hey man, hey, one way to escape. Now, brother Jeremy, I got to thinking what it been like. That soul way is a scorned way. And y'all have heard me preach on this a lot, but it just got made more real to me today. Every time I go in jail, them doors must weigh 500 pounds apiece. They'll shut them doors, and it's a whole lot louder than that. It's metal on metal. It's, I mean, it's slammed shut, friend. And I don't care how long, I don't care how long they've been in there. It ain't never fun. To see them doors slam. You see, a lot of times we get them in the chapel over at Rolfton Jail because they don't let them out of the cell. There's no windows. There's no carpet. There's no TV. It ain't no fun over there. I think that's where prison ought to be. They don't let them out none. So the only time they get out is when chapel service. So they'll come. But then something will get on them. Amen. 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 Well, I'm talking about when them things shut, they shut on about four men. I'm talking about what some their personal space is probably as big as this remembrance table right here. That's their personal space. Toilet out in front of everybody, everything, three men into a room. Do you know how disgusting that is? Can I get a witness on that? It's disgusting. I'm talking about I can't never get used to the smell. I walk in there and the smell is devastating. I don't know. It's like when they get in jail to quit using deodorant. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's just it's terrible. It's disgusting smell in there. And and they loud and they compact it into a small area. I know I ain't been in one long, but I've spent enough time in a jail. I don't want to never go back to it. I can tell you all right now, I hate a jail. I can't stand it. You talk about shivers when you shut the door. I'm telling you, it still shakes me up when I see them shut 401. That's the door. I remember that one, 401. Because if I need help, I'm going to say, let 401 open up. And I can wave at them, and they'll let me out, Brother Terry. They'll let me out. They know I'm a visiting pastor. But for that crowd, they ain't going to let them out. And I'm telling you, are, are y'all with me? Now, I'm telling you, when that door shut, if you read this Bible, in Genesis 7 and verse 16, though we don't have the dimension, and though they scorned, and though they mocked, and though they treated it like a joke, and though they let a laugh to him, and though they made a made fun and mocked him, and can you imagine what it had been like, according to Genesis 7 and 1, God said, come thou and all thy house into the ark. And I ain't going to stay there long, but I'm glad God got on board for he ever did. Amen. Hey, amen, 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 double barrel, amen. Hallelujah, amen. God was on board the ark, and he asked Noah and his family to come on board the ark. And then the animals started coming to him for all those heretics that don't believe the Bible and thinks that Noah had to go out and lasso all them animals. God brought them to him. Read Genesis chapter 7. But they don't come in, brother, until he goes in. And in Genesis chapter number 7, all of a sudden, those animals started coming in. The unclean two by two, and the clean seven of every clean animal came in. Now, can you imagine... 
from the time he goes into the ark till seven days. It ain't rained a drop. They had never seen rain. Noah said, I'm building this ark because God's bringing judgment. And they laughed at him. They went down there to the Easy Believism Church where they had the beatbox, beatbox, beatbox music. Amen. He had some old liberal ear-tickling preacher. Everybody amen. And they went down yonder where they could just keep on living in sin, keep on fornicating, keep on worshiping them demonic human beings. Amen. I ain't got time for you. Everybody say amen. Amen. That's exactly right. Worshiping all them folks, phony gods, and they'd go down there and they could do their fornication, which was a type of pagan worship, and they could have their ungodly sexual parties. They could go down there where it's easy with the young people. They mocked the man of God. They made fun of the man of God, hammering and preaching, sawing and preaching. Oh, yeah. But thank God. It's thank God. He stayed faithful in spite of the others. Thank God he didn't quit. His family got on board. Thank God he didn't quit. Thank God he didn't throw in the towel. Thank God he kept on. I'm about to have a Monday night fit. Thank God he didn't stop. His family, if nobody else, his family. Amen. Amen. Woo. Brother Terry, <laughs> they've been on the board seven days. Animals is coming in there. Now, can you imagine what that been like? <laughs> Jackrabbit over here grazing like he always does. And something tugging on him. <laughs> can you imagine? Big old draft feeding on leaves. Something's tugging on him. Some unseen, unexplainable force. <laughs> Whoa! Is it tugging on that elephant over there drinking that water? And he strikes out for the ark. <laughs> Can't really explain it. Something got a hold of him. Whoa! <laughs> I'm glad something got a hold of me. <laughs> Whoa! Amen! In the drunk hole, in the misery of my wickedness. Oh, something got hold of me. Oh, I bless his name. I'm glad I'm on board the ark. I say amen. Hallelujah. Whoa! Amen. I don't know. I asked Austin the other day. Crows communicate. <laughs> you ain't never seen a crow get hit by a car, have you? Because they're going, car, car. <laughs> they communicate. Yeah, they, <laughs> they really do. I mean, that's scientific. We can prove it. <laughs> they communicate. And so... What would make a squirrel quit gathering us and go load up on a boat? What would get a hold of Mr. Cheetah? I don't know if they communicate like me and you do. 
But if they did, Bob, where are you going? After he gets done growling, I can't explain it. I just know I'm sick and tired of this grass grazing. That's all y'all ever do. Something tell me there's something better in life than this. <laughs> there's something pulling on me. And he went loaded up in that in that boat, brother. And it was as if they was expecting it. They had a nest bit for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Has a perfect place for him, brother Terry. For each animal. The Bible tells us that. The Bible said he built it according to the specifications that God gave it. He made nests. That's the type of rest. That's a picture of peace that we have in Christ. Amen. That's one door. That's a type and picture of Christ. He's the door of the sheepfold. Amen. 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 That's exactly right. Something got a hold of me that day. I'm glad I might have went to fight, but oh my, that night. Something got a hold of me. Amen, Brother Terry. Mocked and scorned. Animals loaded up. They tell me that in the bottom portion they assume that on the outside fringes up into the second story was where they might have kept the food. The waste and refuge will go to a place down on that bottom floor. Brother Terry, you all have to believe this. And I know what birds do when they get in their nest. They rest. You know what? You know what do us good, church? Is remember that God told us that we could enter into His rest. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I can just tell you, Hallelujah! When God designed this this supplied way, this singular soul way, and though it was a scorned way, brother Terry, I'm glad it was safe. Hallelujah, I'm glad he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day, 2 Timothy 1, 12. I'm glad he's able to keep us in Jude 24. I'm glad we are kept by the power of God in 1 Peter 1, 5. I know this, y'all, it's simple. All we got to do is slow it up. All we got to do is come in. He said, come thou in all thy house. In other words, he said this, come in too. You got to come in. And Genesis 7, amen, he gives the general promise proclamation in Matthew 11 come unto me he says this over there in Genesis 7 come thou though it's general it is individual come thou and all thy house into the ark and then over in Isaiah 1 18 he says come now and so brother Jeremy when I come now and I come thou and I come in too I'm glad thank God it's a safe it's a secure amen Man, it's a restful time, and we do a whole lot better if we just learn to rest in Jesus. Amen. Though he was scorned and mocked. Can you imagine what it had been like for seven days? But there's seven days been on board that ark, and it ain't rained a drop. They heard him preach for at least 120 years, at least building the ark. 120 years building, preaching. He'd been in there for seven days. They thought he was crazy, but they sure think he's crazy now. Brother Jeremy, I don't know what they do. When out of nowhere, they'd never seen it before. But then God 
starts letting it rain on them. Then what in the world are they going to do, Brother Jeremy? It ain't never supposed to rain. It ain't never rain. But they start hearing the little drippity drop. And on the seventh day, the Bible said, God shut the door. Amen. He didn't say, no, you shut the door. It ain't up to a preacher to shut the door. He said before us in Revelation 3, an open door. And you've got a chance right now, the door's open to get saved. But one day, God's going to shut the door. And as I think about that jail, I think about all the times I can wave and get out. And I know this, friend, one day, there's going to be a crowd not waving, trying to get out. There's going to be a crowd banging on the door, according to my Matthew chapter 25. I beg him, let me in. Let me in. But the door's done shut. The bridegroom's done come. They've done missed out on it. They can beat on it all they want. They can knock on it all they want. But they'll never get in. The Lord's come. They've missed the ride. The door's shut. You'll die and go to hell, friend. If you're not in, if you're not in, come in. Come now. And be safe. I thought about, <coughs> and you, you've heard this, and I just thought, brother, I know people love their kids. Brother Jeremy, can't you imagine? They'd scorned him. They'd laughed at him. They mocked at him. They said, it ain't never rained. We ain't near no water. No, you, you, we're making fun of you. Look at that crazy amount of God screaming and hollering about the judgment of God falling on man. He's crazy. And all we got to do is just go in? That's too simple. Oh, Lord. How do we even know this thing will, will last? <laughs> well, I know one thing. It ain't never going to sink with him on board. And he got on board before Noah did. No, I wouldn't have trusted my workmanship if I ain't never built a boat before. But I'll tell you right now, if he's on it, I can trust him. <laughs> wow! Hallelujah! Hey Amen! It's unsinkable! Titanic don't know nothing. Friend, this thing right here is unsinkable. Why? Because the designer that designed it. Because of the one occupying it. Oh, hallelujah! And all they had to do is come on board. No doubt seven more days. Come on board! Watch these animals! Follow them. No doubt he preached. No doubt he hollered. No doubt he screamed. No doubt. But on Genesis 7, 16, and the Lord shut him in. And when God shut him in, he shut everybody else out. And they screamed and hollered. And no doubt, no doubt, they went to the highest mountain. Got their kids on top of their shoulders. No doubt they tried to tread water as long as they could. No doubt they probably in that last point of desperation throw, try to throw their kids on board the top of that ark. It never did do it. Brother, can you imagine what it'd been like when the rain started? And Mrs. Jezebel says, What is this, honey? What what is this? What is this? We ain't never seen waterfall. Honey, reckon Noah was right. Nah, he 
then all of a sudden the heavens began to open up. The firmament the that was above, are y'all with me? The waters that were above the firmament and the fountains of the great deep began to break up. Oh my God, can you imagine? They tried to ransack that ark. They tried their best to get in. I, I, again, there's so many types here. And I'm just skimming the surface, but I mean, there was one door to get in. There was one window to look up. Noah couldn't look out and see all those screaming. If he had the ability to open the door, don't you think he'd open the door? It would broke his heart. Hey, we know Noah had more family members than what was on board the ark. I'm just thank God he didn't quit till his youngest got on board. God help me. I want my youngest to get on board. But Tony, I can't quit it for no other reason my youngest get on board. No other reason. How do you know they're going to get saved? How do you know them out to jail make a real profession? I don't know. But if I'll just be thankful, if I'll just keep preaching, oh, God, my family will get on board. That's what I'm longing for. Hallelujah. You know Noah would open that door, but he couldn't open the door, Brother Terry. I no doubt he said, I'd open it, but I can't open it. God shut it, I can't. Oh, why didn't you listen to me? Noah, please, please, Noah, I'll do anything. Let, let my family in. Let my family in. No doubt Mama looked at him and said, Honey, you, you shouldn't have mocked at him. You shouldn't have laughed at him. And maybe he'd open the door. He said, I would anyway. I can't open the door. I hear you screaming. I hear you, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. He'd have done it. But he couldn't do it. Dripping, raining. All them fake churches are shutting down now. They're under the water. They had a chance, brother. It was a simple way. Go on the door. Simple. Supplied way. God made a way. Before God ever made the first mud layer of this world. He knew he was going to make an ark to deliver Noah. It wasn't a surprise to him. I'm glad it was foreordained. I'm glad the lamb is foreordained. <laughs> I'm glad it was pitched with them without. That's the same word used 70 times for atonement. Can I say, I'm glad it had atonement on the outside and atonement on the inside. Lord God, I don't know how we stay so calm around here. I'm talking about good God, no Moses. He changed me on the inside. But thank God it ain't got there yet. But he's working on the outside. I'll say hallelujah. And one day it'll be done. Amen. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Brother Terry, it's a picture of my Jesus. It's simple. Come generally. Come now individually. Come now. Come find rest. Come find peace. He's got a place for you. And when you get in, and God called me to preach, Brother Terry, I never would have believed it. But when he did, I feel like this is made for me. <laughs> this is, I feel kind of at home here. Yeah. Hey, man. Pitch with him without. Place of atonement. It's a sufficient way. It was sufficient for everybody, brother. I think about the sufficiency. Y'all write this down. You don't have to look. But 2 Corinthians 7, 9. God tells Paul, my grace is sufficient. The Lindsay's 
sing that song. All sufficient grace, grace so amazing. Amen. The riches of His grace. Woo! Thank God. I'm glad it's all sufficient. I'm glad He is able. I'm glad He is enough. I'm glad Jesus can save every sinner, the vilest of sinner, the rottenness of a sinner. Oh, thank God. Amen. Each had its own nest. He is sufficient. When I was thinking about it, I was reading the story. It said a preacher was trying to comprehend sufficiency of God's grace. This ark, simple, it might be scorned. They may mock at you for being old-time religion, fundamental Bible believer. It's safe. It's secure. It's the only way. God supplied it. He made a way. But it's sufficient, Brother Terry. I was reading this story, and this preacher said, it's about 1800 and something. He said he was down there fixing a little up on a train. Right near the train track was a river. How sufficient is God's grace? He said he saw some fish swimming. And he said that fish was opening his mouth and sucking in that water. And he said, I, I forgot about the train. I started, God started giving me this vision. This is what he's telling me in this story. He's telling me this in the story. He said that fish probably got to its, got to open his mouth and drink the water, and he probably said, "I better quit drinking so much. It's gonna run out." And the river said, "Don't worry, fishy, my water's sufficient." He said, "I can see a mouse over at jo- Joseph's corn cribs back in Egypt, and he's gobbling up the corn." And he said, "That mouse probably said, I better quit eating like this." And the corn crib said, don't worry, my corn's sufficient for you. He said, then I got to thinking about, well, what about this? There's only so many cubic feet of air, of oxygen to breathe. He said, I'm going to climb the highest mountain start breathing in that fresh air. And he said, I better stop. I might, there might be not enough air for everybody. It may, maybe it'll run out. Maybe, I, I, maybe just like the fish, he'd drink it all. Nobody else would have none. Or maybe the mice would eat so much, nobody else would have none. Or maybe, maybe, maybe me, because I'm so selfish and love that fresh air. Maybe I'd suck it all in because I, that's the way I am. I feel like I'm sucking dry. God's grace. I need grace every day. I need grace every day. And it's just like the mountain says, don't worry. Breathe deep, son. I've got all all the air you lead. And he said, it's right then when God said, Son, better than the river, better than the corn crib, better than the mountain could ever speak. I've got all the grace you ever need. I am sufficient. Woo! I say he's got it. He's got it. Amen. Well, Jeremy, I'm glad it's sufficient. On board that ark, all the room they needed. Some say 300 species because the species were taken on board. I've seen the equations. There's no way you could have packed it out (laughs) where the animal floor. They say the second floor was the animal floor. The third floor was the refuge and the food floor. 
And they say that the top floor, they believe, was Noah and his family floor. Brother, look at all the room. There's so few people. There's sufficient room for you. He's got grace. I hear people all the time trying to figure out how big heaven is. Well, just how big is 1,500 by 1,500 by 1,500? Just, I can tell you this. It's so big, they tell me, mathematicians, according to about 10 years ago when I read this, I believe it was about 10, maybe 15 years ago, that all the people that had ever been born from Adam to here could have gotten saved and had room in there. And I'm going to tell you right now, they ain't. And I, I'm, what am I saying? I'm saying there's sufficient room and you can be saved. But I want to say, thank God, lastly, it's a substitutionary way, brother. It said over there in First John 2, verse number 1, God made him a propitiation for our sin. In other words, he's our substitute. He's our sin bearer. He's my Savior. He took my place. He, Barabbas got off and Jesus got on. In other words, he died instead of you. First Corinthians 15, 3. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, when God's judgment came and no one was inside the ark. The judgment was falling upon the corruption of the earth and the corruption of the men. And God's wrath and God's judgment was a beating down and a shooting up. And God's wrath was poured out, Brother Jeremy. But the ark took the judgment for Noah and his family. And Jesus took the judgment of all the waves. Oh, hallelujah. And the ark is a substitutionary deliverance vessel and so is Jesus. Amen. You don't have to die under the penalty of your sin. Just as the ark delivered Noah safely to a place of rest to enjoy deliverance. Can I tell you today that you can accept deliverance today. It's simple. Let's all stand. Jacob, you go. Oh, it's sufficient. I won't be an old-time Christian preacher. They make fun of me.